0: Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to the show now in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA finals and at the same time uh, Congratulating the Roland Garros championships and uh, talking about my match of the tournament So for the NBA finals, I want to go over the five games And I want to go over the three things that I kind of felt like the heat Like what made the heat lose? Um, and what allowed the Nuggets to win? So I want to go over all five of the games and then this, this, and this is, are the reasons that the Heat lost uh, it, the, the NBA Finals. Uh, congrats to the Nuggets. I guess congrats to Novak Djokovic. Congrats to Igos Suyantek for winning those titles. But um, uh, without further ado, I hope you all enjoy this episode. All right, so first things first is uh, so we, we can go over just all the games, I guess, and, but not, not necessarily all of them. But so I think the most important thing for me is let's talk about game two. And what were the Heat able to do well in that game that allowed them to 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 kind of blow up and win the series? Not win the series, no. Um, win win the game, like, cause that that was the only game they won. So, so that had to be kind of the, their best game, you know. So, so if we look at the box score, and I think you have to look at Nikola Jokic. Um, he had uh 41 points in that game, but he had five turnovers and four assists. Um. Which, see, that's the thing. Someone like Jokic, you're never going to be able to fully stop him. But at the end of the day, if we are able to limit him in some category, then you're going to be able to have much more of a shot to win the game. So yes, he had 41 points, but on at the same time, he only had four assists, and he had more turnovers than assists. That was clearly the emphasis from game one because he had a double-double before halftime. He finished with like 14 or 15 assists in game one. So I think the Heat decided that in game two, they're going to limit Jokic in the passing game because the thing with Jokic is he, what, he makes the role players on his team seem more than role players sometimes because of what he's able to do with the ball in his hands, um, like passing it. You know, so uh, I think that the Heat put the emphasis on that, and that was partially of what allowed them to win the game. But not only that, this was their best shooting performance of of the entire series. They shot 48% from the field and 48% from three. Uh, it was just an all-around better game from the Heat uh, because in game one, the nuggets that was when they were having their big wide open threes problem the heat were 5 of 16 on wide open threes michael malone was not happy with that and then in game 2 the heat put the emphasis on that they shot the ball better they limited jokic in 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 one of his best categories um because he tends to be he can obviously score as we all know but he tends to seem to have the tendency to be a pass first guy shoot when he's open but pass pass uh more like more readily available to pass the ball and so the Heat shot better and they they defended better and that that was the difference in in that game too which was which allowed them to take game two and go back home and it allowed them everyone to think hey this this Heat team has an opportunity to win based off the way they played in that game too but in game three it was it was really an opposite performance. The heat shot thirty one percent for the three, thirty seven percent for the field. Uh we they, they allowed Jokic to get thirty two. And not only that, they allowed two triple doubles. They they not only were they unable to limit uh uh Jokic, they were also unable to limit Jamal Murray as well. It's a it's a two way it's a two way um Thing going on with that, like it's hard to limit them both, but you can't allow two thirty-point triple doubles in the same game and expect to win the game, you know. So that, that, that those were th- there were a lot of contrasts from games one, two, and three. They played poorly in game one. They they but they they figured out what they were doing wrong, and then in game two, they they limited Jokic in a category, but then game three the nuggets just went to town on the heat two triple doubles uh, holding them to 94 points and the heat were unable to shoot the basketball ultimately at the end of the day by game 3 and games 1 and games 3 so but for like games 4 and 5 it wasn't it overall wasn't really much different of a game um i mean i feel like we got to more get into the three things that i feel like the heat were doing wrong overall in order to like go over this like I, I I think, so the three things for me were uh, Jimmy Butler. The, these are the three issues. Jimmy Butler, the shooting, and ultimately the team on the other end, uh, especially Nikola Jokic. So, <clears throat> anyways, I'm not even sure where I was at, but uh, Jokic, Jimmy Butler, and um, uh, the shooting overall. So I think the first things first is, is the shooting of the Miami Heat was not it, it was reminiscent of the regular season. So what had gotten the heat to the final for the most part was the fact that their shooting had massively improved. They were like twenty they were like bottom five in the league in a lot of categories um, in terms of shooting, especially from three point shooting, which the amount they've invested in that, like Tyler Hero obviously was injured, but that, that's when it improved, but Tyler Hero, um Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, they put a lot of emphasis on improving that but overall it just during the regular season it was not there for them. Uh they were bottom 5, they're at least bottom 10 in almost a lot, like most shooting categories especially three point shooting. But in the playoffs, like the first few rounds, they I mean at times they had a couple they had a few bad shooting nights that were like the regular season, but but overall it was a much better shooting uh form. For the Miami Heat throughout this entire playoffs, but when it came to the NBA Finals, the one game they won, yes, they shot forty nine percent from the field and for three point range, but the other games, it was it was in the thirties, thirty percent uh for every single other one of the games, and it was looking a lot like the regular season, and that that is not the time to shoot poorly against what is the best team in the league in the NBA Finals. It just seemed like their their fire had run out. Uh, it, it, when the NBA Finals happened, and so that that's number one. And number number two is is the their inability to stop Nikola Jokic. They they in that game too. They put an emphasis on slowing him down, which they did a great job of. But they were just unable to sustain it. I think that this this the skill of Jokic was part of it. But I also think that the size of the Miami Heat. Their biggest guy that plays is Kevin Love, who, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's something along the lines of, of 6'11", 6'10", that type of thing. I know Bam's there. Bam hustling, by the way. I mean, got to give him a lot of credit for for trying his best on that. But just it, it can become a size difference. And just b- being the best player in the league, they were having a lot of trouble on Jokic. They did a great job in game two. But when they have Jokic to worry about, and then they have had Jamal Murray if Jokic... Uh, if they were able to contain Jokic, it was, they were just unable to do so. Um, uh, and, and like the role players around them were playing well. I think the only player that sucked for the Nuggets this entire uh, postseason, or this, yeah, really, or at least the finals, I'm not sure about the entire postseason, but at least the finals, was Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he was not good at all. I mean, he, if there was any guy for the Heat not to worry about, it was Michael Porter Jr. Christian Braun played well at, at time. Brown, is it Brown? I think it's Brown, just spelled like Braun. Um uh, anyways, uh, Jokic, Jokic and Murray, obviously their best two players, played well. Aaron Gordon had some great sparks here and there, like starting games or or coming out uh, at certain points and and putting up ten or twelve quick quickly within a quarter or so. So I think overall it was a good good performance by the Nuggets. It just it, 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 individual performances. Just Michael Porter Jr. was the only guy that wasn't good. But anyways, their, their inability to control Jokic, uh, they did, they were able to control him to some degree in game two, but other than that, it was just, they were just completely unable to do so. Um, and the the other, the third and final reason for me is Jimmy Butler. You know, I mean, you, you don't, you wouldn't expect me to say that because playoff Jimmy was averaging like 32 points But then when the finals rolled around, I mean, even in the last couple of games of the Easter Conference Finals, they had the opportunities in in that game six to close it out against the Celtics because of what Jimmy Butler did. But it's just the inconsistency in the game five. I think it was game five. He had no points in the first and third quarters. So I think that 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 was a big reason why they were that why they were losing the, the inconsistency from him. He he was he failed to step up I and mean, what is supposed to be the Heat's best player, which he has been time and time time and time again. But just in this series, it, he, he was not. He was really non existent. He's the guy who's supposed to be leading this team. Um, but I mean, Bam was there. Bam was there for he was really good. He was at least hustling on defense. But there, was, yeah, there was even times with Jimmy Butler on defense, where he's supposed to be. Uh, defensive player of the year candidate every year, which he usually is. Uh, just he, he just didn't seem there. Uh, very often. I mean, it just seemed like the playoff, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy buckets, Himmy Butler, all that. They, it kind of seemed that all that just went away in the NBA Finals, and that that was one of the most important things for the Heat. His inability to score, like in Game Five, stepped up in the fourth quarter, had 13 points in the fourth quarter, but they needed him throughout the game in order for for it to be. A potential win for the Heat. They needed him throughout the game. Kyle Lowry stepped up at times. Bam Adebayo stepped up at times, but Jimmy Butler just did not seem there when when they needed him there. Yeah. So like I understand it was the 2020 uh, Bubble Mickey Mouse NBA Finals, but still, like if we look at Jimmy Butler in his other Finals appearance in 2020 against the Lakers, he shot much more efficiently than he did here. So he in in these uh so 23 points in game 1 for 61% shooting 41% game 2 70% in game 3 with 40 points 47% on 22 points 57% on 35 points in the, in the NBA final, and then 50% on on 12 points but uh but overall in those 6 games shot the ball really efficiently and really well which is something that he'd been doing very well throughout these entire playoffs but then in the finals uh he just he, he he was able to bring it up but it's it wasn't even so much the inefficiency it was it's so it's more the what like it's more the lack of consistency that that you don't expect to see from him which we have been seeing from him which in this, in these finals, which for, if, for Heat's perspective, it's, it's not something that you need to see. It's not saying it's going to allow you to win, but I mean, like he had a great, like, I don't want to take away. He had the 56 points in game, in game one or game two or whatever against the, or I think it was game three against the nuggets, which is the most in a single playoff game in Miami heat franchise history. Uh, the playoff, Jimmy is not a joke. It's a real thing. Uh, he went up to 32 points a game. Um, but it's just in the finals particularly, I just don't know exactly where he went. It's not that he played poorly. It's just that he wasn't there to bring the Heat f- forward. Like he wasn't consistent and he just wasn't there to bring the Heat forward as as much. All right, so let's circle back to the stats for the Miami Heat. Uh, so I mean, in terms of shooting, I want to go back to the stats because I think that that was the number one thing that lost them this series. So if we go back to the first round, They averaged 124 points per game, but more importantly, they shot 52% from the field and 45% from three. They shot over 50% and 45% from three. No one's stopping that. That's just that. Those are kind of just crazy numbers. And, and even if on top of that, Jimmy Butler averaged 38 points per game, he was in playoff mode. The heat were in playoff mode and that, and that, and, and, and. Those numbers, those numbers show that. Um, so, but then, and then also moving over to the second round, just like those those two things alone from the East one seed, uh, which one of the other best teams in the NBA that the Heat were able to do and take them out in only five games. Jimmy Butler averaging thirty eight points a game, which is crazy. They're shooting fifty two percent in that series, which, is crazy, which are num- not numbers that you would expect someone to keep up. But just the drop off is a lot of what. Help them uh, lose the NBA Finals, but really, that that those are my takeaways from the NBA Finals. Like for the Nuggets, uh, just Jokic just too, was too good. Uh, the the Nuggets were just overall too good for this Heat team. They they did the Heat did a lot of adjustments. They clearly tried to make some changes, but just overall they were unable to uh, to string together a consistently as a team long enough to to put more pressure on this Nuggets team uh and and the shooting fell off by the end. And but credit to the Nuggets defense. They did not play good defense from three point range games one and two, but they but they uh turned it around. They played they played a lot better defensively in games three, four and five. But that that's for the NBA finals. The Nuggets are your NBA champions. I guess congrats to the Nuggets. But um moving on now to the Roland Garros. So uh uh I mean so First things first, for me, it wasn't as exciting of a tournament overall as I expected it to be, Um, but I mean, the the couple of surprises for me was was Mukova making it to the final, where she almost beat, she put Iga in her hardest match of the entire tournament, seemed unstoppable, Iga's bakery was rolling around, like... But she had the closest match. She had the best opportunity to win. She was up a break in that third set, but was ultimately unable to close it out. Um, but anyways, that, that was surprising for me, not only doing that, but she got through Sabalenka. When Sabalenka was up 5-2, had a game to move on to the French Open final and didn't win another game. Mukovo came out and won five more games. So that was pretty impressive. But but Swiatek is your uh, champion on that side, which... Um, I mean, I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to be, I was hoping, because since she's been the, like, over the course of the past few years, I mean, there hasn't really been a clear best women's player, but now it seems like that she is, um, I I guess it's a little disappointing to me, just because, not not so much that I don't like her, but I mean, I, I do like her, but like, I, I just, I wanted there to be a little bit of a shake-up, and on the other side, uh, Djokovic taking advantage of Nona doll because we all know that, without Nadal, he wouldn't win, win another one of those titles. And that brings him to 23 grand slams all time. Um, And so is he the goat? That's something for you to decide. Um, I haven't had my Nadal shirt on today. I know I'll be biased, so I'm not going to make an opinion on there. I guess you, you could easily make a case now at this point for Djokovic being the greatest of all time and other people can't really argue with it. Um, But I mean, so, but I mean, so Djokovic, Getting through an Alcaraz that was cramping, which, I mean, that's disappointing for Alcaraz because he was the guy that I thought was going to win the tournament, even having to get through Djokovic. Um, but I guess uh, Ro- Root again making it to the final. He's made it to three. He's made the Roland Garros final last year, US Open final last year, and Roland Garros final this year. I think he's going to be due for a major in the next couple of years. I think he's going to get one. He's only 24 years old. So uh, he's got to stay confident, you know? I mean, definitely the Clay has been um really, really good for him. I mean, he's been doing a lot at the Nadal Academy. And what like his game is is seeing a little bit like a little bit like Nadal's like in terms of like what his shot tendencies are, because he's been spending more time there, which it's it's made him a better player overall, more consistent. And he he was a guy who was flying under the radar a little bit because he did not have a great lead up to Roland Garros, but but once he got there, he was playing really, really well. Got through Rune in uh, four sets. Uh, destroyed Zverev in the semifinals. A guy who's, another guy was coming back from injury, and but was playing really well. So I think Rude uh, is going to be due for a Grand Slam at some point. Just depending on when that is, we're not sure. But Djokovic getting that 23rd Grand Slam, putting him ahead of Federer and Nadal. Uh, so up to you for the GOAT debate. Um, and uh I mean my match of the tournament was Baez versus Monfils in the first round I mean you know th- there's other matches you could argue for but that was the most exciting match I mean I turned it on and I was like okay it's Monfils I mean he's he's always been someone that I've loved to watch he's always fun to watch gets the crowd going makes he's extremely athletic makes some crazy shots is it's just fun to watch all around and but but it looked like he's getting towards the back end of his career We we all know that that Roland Garris, we, we it might might be his last tournament. We're not sure about that yet. Unless he's playing now, I don't think he is. Um, he he got he pulled out of the second round, got injured, but he was down 6-1, 4-0, and it was like eh, that's unfortunate. Uh, his age is catching up to him. He's 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 it's unfortunate. But but then out of nowhere, he wins. I I mean, and so I mean, not on top of the fact that he was already fun to watch. I mean, just. Just the the complete turnaround, like it was four one, and I was like, okay, just just go out, go out at least, uh, not not six six one six zero oh, in the fourth fifth set. But not only that, he came back and won. Great rallies. He he seemed so gassed, cramping a little bit, but but he pushed through all that and won the match. That that was like like whoa, like when it got back to four all, like some of the shots that he made, he did just by you have to feel a little bit bad for Bias, but Monfis Baez first round is my match of the tournament. And it was a great Roland Garros overall. So, Shriantek, Novak Djokovic, your champions, uh, match the tournament for me, Monfils and Baez. And looking forward to Wimbledon now. We'll see what goes on there. Yeah, but I mean, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, I mean, solid uh, NBA Finals. I mean, just a good story for the Heat. But the Nuggets, in the end, they kind of deserved it at that point. Um, First title in NBA history, Jokic was being funny. Like, the whole... um, Losing his MVP trophy, uh, lo- uh, like showing like barely any emotion, uh, complain or sad that he can't go back, or having a breakdown that he can't go back to Serbia till Friday, all that type of stuff. <laughs> just a funny guy. I mean, it's hard. I, even me as a Heat fan, it's hard. It's hard to not like him. You know, like <laughs> he's just a funny guy, and I mean, treats the NBA like more like a like a job, which is kind of funny. Um, instead of. You know, uh, but anyways, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Roland Garros for salary as well. Uh, I'm Preston Green. Follow me on Twitter at is on sports, Instagram at is on sports, and I will talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Ugh. I'll talk to you next time on the show.